From our 901 Mission Street studios, you are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Welcome to the big event. This is a fashion episode on the podcast talking about the best and worst jerseys in Golden State Warriors history. The Warriors announced that they'll be debuting two new jerseys this season, the Bay jersey and a sort of throwback San Francisco jersey. After the news broke, I invited the very fashion-forward Tony Bravo and sports columnist Ann Killian on to talk jerseys, two of my favorite people at the Chronicle. But you never know how the chemistry is going to go when you have two people on who have never podcasted together before. In a word, fantastic. I would watch a newsroom comedy that centers around Ann and Tony, or better yet, a newsroom crime show where they secretly solve mysteries. We discuss this live television moment between Tony Bravo and the Warriors' Draymond Green, the greatest moment in both Warriors' press conference and Chronicle fashion coverage history. Last one in the back. Tony Bravo, San Francisco Chronicle style. Uh, Do you know who made this suit, and was it an attempt with the shorts to psych out your competition in short suits? Uh, Rich Fresh made the suit. He he go by Rich Fresh. He's from L.A. Well, he's not from L.A., but he lives and works out of L.A. Uh, He's really good. Um, He made it, and, you know, Vic, my stylist, obviously got with him to get it made. And then uh, it's not really psyching nobody out. It get a little warm in this room, so these shorts, you know, bow well for me. Then it's a little linen, so it ain't too hot up here right now. But, yeah, I think it's a cool look. You like it? Yeah. Appreciation. We had a very fun time. Tony talks about some of the fashion stories he's written about the team. We pick our favorite Warriors jerseys of all time. And Ann and Tony give their opinions on whether grown men my age are too old to wear jerseys. The news is not good for me. We're your concierge for culture in the Bay Area. I'm Peter Hartlob, and this is The Big Event. Welcome to the big event, and welcome back to the San Francisco Chronicle, where you work, Ann Killian and Tony Bravo. Thanks for having us down here in the bowels of the uh, building. Yeah, happy happy to have you. Hi there, sports fans. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! So we're talking about jerseys. We're already arguing, just before <laughs> I even turned on the, the mics. For our photo, I have brought uh, Warriors jerseys with me, just visual aids for this podcast, and we're trying to figure out who's going to wear which one for the photo Tony, you let's jump in right in on the um, sleeved jersey, which we will be talking about. Not a big critic. Um, I get why it was not appealing to basketball players or fans. It's a bit out of the usual, especially because of the sleeves. But I think as a fashion moment, it has some merit to it. It's a little bit more like a European football player's jersey. Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Tony. Fashion moment. Um, looking back at... Warriors press conference history and chronicle history one of <laughs> one of my high points was watching just like I probably had a couple beers and all of a sudden I hear Tony Bravo's voice at the press conference talking to Draymond, Draymond Green and uh, just relive that for me one more time I can first of all I understand why you probably looked down at the can in your hand and wondered what was in that my <laughs> my beat uh, at the time was fashion for the former style section I was the last 
person here in this building that you probably would have imagined at a press conference uh, asking Draymond Green a question. So the thing that brought me to uh, the arena that night was that LeBron James had done this stunt, dressing the entire Cavalier team in Tom Brown custom-made suits, uh, all gray suits. This is Tom Brown's signature. LeBron went very fashion forward and wore the signature shorts suit uh-huh. by Tom Brown. Not uh, a suit that has pants that are above the ankle, actual shorts, like a Catholic school or private school boy from back in the day. It was. It, it's a very particular fashion moment. It was a little bit unusual for the NBA. Uh-huh. And, and the fact that he had been wearing that when he huffed out of a um, press conference remember oh, after yeah. they had lost game one um, was just made it even more memorable because he stormed out in his little in his little shorts <laughs> well I, I I loved the question and then I loved Raymond's answer he loved you I, mm. I just I love I like I love you Tony and I love that Thank Draymond you. loved you. Well, I love you too, Peter. And I love you, Anne. And I love Draymond. And <laughs> we, all we, love all, Draymond. we all love each other. Um, I believe, by the way, at the press conference that LeBron stormed out at, didn't he grab a very expensive crocodile man bag also in the <laughs> Very process? large purse, yes. He, he literally like grabbed, he went purse first from the room, <laughs> as we say in the, in the drag world, which I also cover. Um, I, I approve of that. You know, let's shatter toxic masculinity. I am here. Let's break down the wall. Um, so, so yes, that is what brought me to the game that particular night where I will say in the, in the press area, I was definitely the novice for one of these. I had been, um, as I've learned to call it, uh, into the locker room, not backstage, uh. um, at Oracle before, because we had done a, a fashion photo shoot with the Warriors. I had written about, um, Andre also in the past, um, I asked the question on everyone's mind. Draymond also showed up wearing shorts that week and a um, peak lapel jacket that matched it that I think had a big brooch on it, if I'm remembering correctly. So, you know, the Joan Rivers and me couldn't help but ask, uh, who are you wearing? <laughs> and um, I thought maybe, you know, because I come from the um, the fashion world and I and from covering galas, I know that sometimes to get into your rival's head, you show up wearing a similar color or, you know, heaven forbid, the same dress at prom or something in a mean girl way. I thought maybe this was his way of psyching him out. Like, ha ha, like I'm, I'm wearing a short suit too, LeBron. I'm in your head. So I asked that in a very respectful way. And his response was that it gets hot, which it, it does. I mean, Anne, you know, it gets hot in there. Yep. He wanted to be comfortable. The suit was by a Los Angeles custom clothing designer named uh, Rich Fresh, whose uh, label I think is now just called Fresh. Yeah. Um, or vice versa. He just goes by Fresh and the label is Rich Fresh. Uh, well, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, we had a moment. He told me that he appreciated the question, by the way. I got to say. he appreciated me, I think. Was... I, I was in that press conference and the... <laughs> the expression on the face is of all the hardcore NBA beat writers who were all in there was just priceless. It was so fantastic. Everyone's head swiveled around like, who is asking this question? Because really, we had all been talking about the short suit and the man bag and the whole LeBron yeah. like storming out thing. It was it was on everyone's mind. It just took Tony to bring it out. I didn't know it was a taboo <laughs> thing to ask. The world I come from, that's the first thing we ask sometimes. I, I Hello, think- welcome to the gala. Who are you wearing? <laughs> I, I, this is awesome. I'm glad we could cover this. Um, we're going to talk about jerseys today, but while we're going on just little tangents, uh, and 
Avit Brothers. Yay! Okay, so big event completists know that <laughs> Anne came on and we talked very deeply about Avit Brothers, and she totally got me hooked. Um, my wife is now talking about like following the band around the country. I think we're going to keep our jobs, but <laughs> well, I have done that. I've traveled to I think five different cities now to see them play. It's kind of a thing. Yeah, I'm not the only one. There are a lot of people who vacation at Red Rocks in the summer to go see them. So I, I wanted to let you know that. Um, also, Avit Brothers will not be playing at Chase Center. I read your Chase Center review and saw that you went to Dave Matthews there. Mm -hmm. And before we get into the jerseys, just a little bit on Chase Center, your thoughts. You seem pretty positive. I visited it last week, and I didn't have much negative to say. Yeah, it's pretty um, – I'm very positive about it because yeah. um, while, sure, do I feel bittersweet for Oakland and all of that, I don't like going to concerts in San Jose or in Oakland. I live in the North Bay. And so to have a, a state-of-the-art big music venue in San Francisco, I've been waiting my whole life um, and Dave Matthews was funny. He played uh, he played a little Bee Gees, and he played um, what else? He played a couple things that were kind of like oh, did he play ACDC? He played some ACDC. Yeah. He played bands that had played at the Cow Palace, which I don't know if he did that on purpose. But it, for me, it was a little trip down memory lane. Like oh, I don't have to go to the Cow Palace either. Um, no, I think it's um, it's cool. It's beautiful. Um, it's uh, it's going to, you know, it's expensive, um, but I think having it in San Francisco uh, is going to be great. I yeah. think it's great. And the acoustics were good, I thought. Speaking of the new arena, New Jersey's, along with debuting all these other things out there in Mission Bay, they're going to be at least, I would say two of them are really new and the rest of them are tweaks. So I wanted to bring you guys here, talk about the best and worst jerseys in Warriors history and I want to start with the worst, and I want to start with Anne. First of all, I think we have the same worst jersey, Anne. Am I correct? Yeah, I would say it's the worst, just because it was so ill-advised. I would refer to this as the European football jersey, quite frankly. It has sleeves, first of all. It's um, kind of Tony's a Tony's more... holding it now, a, a Peter Hartlob version of the Warriors jersey that was sent to me in 2013. Yes, and because it has your last name on it, I will not be taking it home with me. <laughs> I actually, I think it's I cute. I think it works. It's got a weird ribbed quality to it. It does. I don't think it's great for basketball. Even um, as little as I know about the sport, just the sleeve for me totally ruins it for basketball. For fan purposes, however, I think it's probably a little bit more flattering on your average basketball fan than like, seeing everybody's arms hanging out there. People who don't have arms as nice as the players. Right. If you don't have Steph's arms, maybe uh, this is a good solution for you, but... Yeah, it didn't look good on the players. It just totally recalls a different sport for me. You know, I, you got to stick with your branding. Yeah, I I got it in the mail, put it on, and I thought it was pretty bad. Um, they also had these striped yellow shirts where from a distance, especially if your HDTV isn't that sharp, it kind of looked like the players were wearing onesies. Uh, <laughs> onesies are the... Oh, yes. Yeah, you know the onesie look. The other problem is I will disagree with you on the flattering part because I put it on. I wear like the sleeveless regular basketball jerseys. I think I look fine for a 49-year-old man. I put this on. There were parts of me. I don't even think I'm overweight. There were parts of me that like looked all pudgy and my arms. It kind of pulled up against him. It did not look good. It wasn't a good look. Well, already just seeing the length on this, I can tell you it's probably a size to half a size too big. Um, yeah. you know, stick with Uncle Tony here. I will get this thing taken in for you. You can wear it to a game. 
We will go to the tailor. Um, Jeannie can make anything work. <laughs> okay. What's your second worst uh, uniform? I was going to ask you the same question. Well, I'll uh, tell you what I think, but I think it could just be that it's burned in my head as the Chris Cohan worst days. It's the pre we believe where the the thunder the thunderbolt is really like it's even along the edge. Yeah. Um I just it 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 I look at it and I feel like I'm sitting at an intoler intolerably horrible basketball game watching the Warriors just stink. So just even the mere look of it just brings back losing to me i i call that the kind of thunder era when they had that mascot thunder with the lightning bolts and it was a blue and i i think there were two jerseys there was the pre we believe and we believe i'm ranking them kind of the same way yeah um one of them had the lightning bolt one of them didn't but they had sort of the large w and then the warriors got smaller mm -hmm. um there was usually some kind of lightning bolt built Motif. into it yeah it looks 90s. I don't even think it's... I, I enjoyed those years. That's back when I could afford to go to games. So, oh, you know, you watch. even if I was watching Larry Hughes and Bobby Sura, I was... Okay, but. so this is the era. You showed me two of these that I would refer to as the Jeremy Scott, who is a fashion designer who has his own label and also designs for Moschino, uh -huh. meets Flaming Hot Cheetos. <laughs> it's The color scheme for me is a little too like the cheese that goes crunch. It's It doesn't work for me. I'm with you guys on this one not yeah. the finest moment and the lettering the lettering it does have that certain era kind of to it you know yeah. that just 90s yeah it's a little um shall we say space jam-esque yeah. now some people really love that because a lot of people fell in love with the warriors during the we believe era so to them that's the classic uniform but as we know it's not the classic uniform yeah i have <laughs> one of those two i have basically one of everyone i have a speedy claxton <laughs> Uh, Warriors. God bless you. <laughs> we believe era, like the Thunder jersey that I got at Ross. It was like $8 at Ross. So I had to buy it. It was in my size. <laughs> and I wear it ironically. Like if I am at my basketball game and things are a little bit tense, maybe I'll bring out the Speedy Claxton We Believe jersey or the um, 2013 sleeved jersey just to give everybody a laugh and just get the tension down. Oh, I love it. Fashion can be fun. It can have irony. <laughs> you see, it's more than just what you're wearing. Yeah. Well, I I think we got the two. I agree with you. Those are the two worst. worst. I think they generally have pretty good jerseys. Um, let's start with number three and, and your favorites over the years. Um, your third favorite. My third favorite, I think, um, I'm going to go with the town, which is new. So it's not really, like, I can pick versions, right? I don't have to pick eras. Because the town is something that they came up with in the recent era. But I like that jersey. I like the oak tree. I like the, the logo. I like, I like, I mean, I don't like that they never could say Oakland ever once on a jersey. But I like that they tried to pay homage to it. Yeah. Do you remember the town when it came out? Yeah, I'm a fan of the town. Uh, my hat that I bought at uh, one of the games that we were doing a fashion shoot at is actually a town hat. Um, so the, the town years are, are kind of when I first discovered the Warriors. <laughs> Having grown up here my entire life, it took until I was 30 to actually go to a game and to, to know what the hell was going on over there in Oakland. But yes, sentimental value. I really like it. Yeah, I like that they did it. Um, we had kind of heard rumblings that they were going to do it. And then I immediately thought that um, it was going to be a port crane because all <laughs> of the visualization on T-shirts that have to do with the town, 
you know, so many of them are port cranes. And then they came up with the tree, which I think looks really nice. I ended up doing a story about the history of the tree. The oak tree is very Oakland. It's on the signs at Oakland. Um, they put it on the court, and they're going to continue to use it when they unveiled these six new, and some of them aren't completely new jerseys. They have a new, the town jersey that has, I think, purple accents as opposed to yellow. It's the same jersey. I but. like the tree. It's better than having Gertrude Stein on it saying there's no there there or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you got to go for Oakland, an oak tree's good. Well, the town is my number two, and we've talked about that. I'm going to let Anne give your number two, and then we'll all give What's our number, number one. What's your number three? What's my number three? Okay, I like the Golden State with the picture of, kind of. I call it like the later Rick Berry era, the Golden State. State, the state with the... the um, star on it. Um, I just really like it. That's what they won the championship in in 75. I think that's a really good story. And I like the Golden State part of it. When you look at Warriors history, a lot of people are like, why are they called Golden State? Why didn't they call them Oakland? Why don't they call them San Francisco? They did it because the team was going to die. And Franklin Muley was going to split the team between Oakland and San Diego just for survival. And then Oakland, the numbers and the ticket sales started coming in, and it looked like he could cut it in Oakland. So he kept the Golden State, hoping that the whole Bay Area would come to games to support the team so it wouldn't fold. So the history of the Golden State moniker, I think, is kind of cool. It's like he needed to unite the Bay Area, move the team from San Francisco to Oakland, and use the fans of both just to keep it surviving. Look at right, how passionate but it, you are, Peter. you got a little tear in I your know, eye. I know, he's getting a little weepy. But it, you know that other people, people who live other places and do not know this history, have no idea where this team even exists. Yeah. Somewhere on the West Coast. We don't know really where they are, but they're somewhere. I mean, literally, I've talked to people who grew up going, I had no idea where the Golden State Warriors were. Now people do because of Steph, but but no, they didn't know. Well, further confused by the fact that they would play in Oakland and then TNT and ESPN for the longest time would always show would show oh, like, yeah. you know like an someone coming in it, it was usually like a helicopter coming in from Marin and then showing Over the Golden the bridge. Gate Bridge yeah the only yeah. thing that irritates me more with um, bad like aerial city views at sports events was the uh, Levi Stadium Super Bowl where they kept full on showing pictures of the bridge and the Transamerica Pyramid and it's it only like, 58 miles it's away it's only 58 miles away thank you Anne <laughs> Like, show Great America, for goodness sake. Show that roller coaster, damn it. (laughs) I totally agree. Um, So that's my number uh, three, and town is my number two. I'm putting an asterisk on it, and we're going to talk about the new jerseys at the end, the Bay and the new San Francisco jersey, which is really the old jersey with a rainbow piping on it. I like the, the new San Francisco jersey. I'm reserving the right that that may someday be my number three. Um, but we're, All gonna, right, we're not going to hold this to hold not, you to this. This is this is in stone. Um, so, Anne, you're number two. So my number two, I'm cheating. It's a tie. It's a tie between the current blue ones and the uh, Molly, uh, Tim, uh, Mitch, Run TMC ones. They're they're kind of similar, not completely similar because that half a bridge logo is uh, is on the new one, but. Um, I like I like the blue and gold, you know, the the bright colors, and I'm gonna give them both those a tie. I noticed you eyeing my Serenus Marshallonis replica jersey that I ordered from Russia for like a really low amount of money, but when I got it, it kind of smells like a petroleum product. So I'm thinking it's really flammable. It's probably dangerous <laughs> to wear it. 
But um, that's what you wanted to wear during this. Did photo. you get the tie-dyed Sharunas, uh You know, from, from oh, I the do. Olymp- I have, you have it, one of those. And I There's only a wear- tie-dye. Oh yeah, please let's tell oh. the story. Oh, you have to tell. This is the that. number one jersey in real life. Um, Sharunas Marcellonis from Lithuania uh, joined the Lithuanian team with nothing but a bag of apples that his parents like put him on the train with. I mean, this was like a dead broke team in Lithuania, but had some really great players and had a lot of moxie. Um, Serenus Marcellonis becomes, I think, the first international or the first He's Russian player. One of the very first international players. Yeah, and he, he comes and plays for the Warriors, and through the kinds of connections that only happen in the Bay Area, he makes connections with the Grateful Dead, create these shirts that are tie-dyed T-shirts with um, a Grateful Dead uh figure skeleton dunking a basketball and then writing on the back and they sell these for to raise money so Lithuania can play in the Olympics and um, Lithuania gets a bronze medal it was an and, and they wore the, the shirts on the podium yeah right? they, they wore the shirts on the podium wow and Serenus Marcellonis did not smoke marijuana he went to a Grateful Dead concert and was like what's that sm-? He, he, and he tucked in his um, his tie-dyed <laughs> shirt at the Grateful Dead concert. It's just such a sweet Bay Area well, story. Well, good for him. It takes all sorts, doesn't it? I think that's my number two. My number three is, <laughs> is also your number three, Peter, the, the sort of classic star. Okay, so you like the classic star. You're pulling in. Oh, the... I'm going for the tie-dye. I love <laughs> Wait, a good that's going summer wrong. of love moment. <laughs> yeah. I love, like, we invented hippie fashion out here. I am all for a well-executed bit of tie-dye. Dries Van Noten's doing it this season. It's very chic. Oh, wow. Like, what about a, like, tie-dye official uniform for the Warriors? No? I think that day may have come and gone. Yeah. Um, I yeah. would actually, like, hyper-color. Do you remember that from uh, the 90s where you would press down on it and it would leave the little imprint of oh, your yeah. hand from the heat? Super nice. Can you think about that? I was in an Alexander Wang fashion show once where they had them all um, on a rotating thing that would yeah. then rotate them over a vent that would blast hot air on their leather jackets and they would go from black to pink or blue. What? Yeah, so can you imagine how sweaty they get during a game? The, the jerseys could just be changing color in all kinds of places. <laughs> also, and Not to mention the shorts. <laughs> this is actually this is actually helpful for the Warriors too because a lot of us think that Steph Curry gets fouled a little bit too much that people are too handsy with him and the refs aren't calling it if their handprints are on his jersey that would be great you can point to oh that absolutely Yoko Ono did a collection just podcast. like that too where that had handprints all over things with opening ceremony see there's high fashion all over sports. Okay, you have me sold. That's my new number one favorite. <laughs> but but we'll get to the number one favorite we came in here with. And I think we all have the same one. Um, I'm going to start with you, Anne. The number one is the city. Um, yeah. I, I've, I've always loved it. I loved it when they, they brought it back. Um, but you used to see people wearing, you know, the original one. Um, it It's old school. It's nostalgic. And, you know, everyone who grew up here, we... You know, I, I know people on the East Coast laugh, but everyone calls San Francisco the city. And so it just, I don't know, it just, I love it. It fits. Um, I don't think anyone ever felt uh, insulted in Oakland by the city jerseys. Um, and uh, now that they're back in the city, I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. Tony. Absolutely. Absolutely my favorite, the city. Um, I think the city is classic. The lines are great. The font is great. I think the cut on them is a little bit more um, slim and a little bit more fashion forward uh, without going, uh, you know, sort of too, um, too avant-garde. 
um, I, I think it's just a great um, iconic piece of clothing. Yeah, Even divorced from the sport, I think it's iconic. And I, I mean, you weren't a big basketball fan until more recently. <laughs> until you interviewed Draymond. <laughs> until I started interviewing them, yes. But you um, knew actually, about the city logo and the city jersey. Yeah, I knew. Sure. I, was, I was born at General Hospital. You know, this yeah. is the city to me. I, I grew up here. I love that it has the cable car in the back with the number. And, and the stars. Three little stars. The cable car going up to the stars, which is something that a local would know, you know, and identify with. I mean, there's a lot of... San Francisco-based songs and, and things that we don't identify with. Tony Bennett is one that we do. And maybe those three stars are the, you know, the three that change the fortunes. Curry, Clay, Ooh. and Draymond, huh? See, symbolism. symbolism. Fashion is not simple. Yeah. Somewhere Andre Iguodala is like, what the hell? <laughs> okay, so Andre Iguodala, by the way, was my first major Warriors interview that I did. I spent two days in his closet with him. Well, in both, well, in both of his closets, the man has two. He's got something like seven hundred pairs of sneakers. He's so that's when stylish. I started following basketball. If you really must know, what uh, what was your favorite find there? What was the thing that surprised you most or delighted you most in um, Andre Iguodala's two closets? Oh wow! I mean, he had a lot of really good Saint Laurent. I think from the Hedy Slimane years, but he had a whole bookcase in there too. He just um, and now he has his own book. So. Um, I was I liked the fact that he had kind of a little rest area, like a chez long that he could sit on with a good book and look at it as Saint Laurent sneakers. Yeah. <laughs> we all aspire to that, right? Exactly. Yes. That's, that's, that's what you closets. do in your closet, isn't it? <laughs> I can't get into my closet, unfortunately. <laughs> well, shout out Andre Iguodala, fourth star for Andre Iguodala. Yeah. Um, I love the city jersey, Franklin Muley again. I'm gonna get teary about the former owner, Franklin Muley, but again. Uh, he came up with this. Uh, his his son, who had, I think, the most details about the story of the city jersey, said that he may have even been, like, stitching it with someone. I mean, he had a couple people on his staff, but he was orchestrating it. And he came up with this again. You know, he's a San Jose guy. He always thought of San Francisco as the city. And he wanted these jerseys as a connection because people weren't going to games. Um, next to the brand new Cleveland franchise, I think the Warriors had the lowest numbers, and he wanted people to know this is your team. So he came up with this this jersey, which the players hated. I got Rick uh, Barry on the phone, and he denied it. He said, "Oh, I, I loved it." It's like BS. Art <laughs> Spander wrote a story about it, and the only player who said he liked it was a rookie, and all the players made fun of him for saying that because they thought the rookie just didn't want to get cut. Wow! So, so basketball's but, a little bit like the movie Mean Girls, then. <laughs> a little oh bit, yeah, <laughs> a lot, a lot. Okay, well, another reason to follow. <laughs> well, shout out to the city jersey. I'm glad. They're bringing it back. I hope they always bring it back. Um, it's a great jersey. And um, yeah. Can I ask a jersey to the games, like etiquette question of, yes. of the crowd here? So when you do a jersey, Peter, do you do the white t-shirt underneath? Or are you just like bare armed? Okay. I was going to get to this at the end, but we're going to go now. Um, <laughs> I am having this really big struggle whether I can even wear jerseys at all anymore. Um, every time I put no. them on... I look more and more like an old guy in a jersey. Um, You're wearing someone else's clothes. Why are you wearing yeah, someone else's clothes? Here's, here's what I feel like. I feel like like 25 was probably the last time. Maybe 30 was the last time I could just wear a jersey walking around. Um, and you seem to think there was never a time. My kids wear them. I think they look great. Um, I do think like a game, it's a little different. When I go to a Niner game, I usually wear, I have some like fun Niner t-shirts. But I'll T-shirts wear a different. I'll wear T-shirts a jersey to a Niner game. And I'm right on the edge on the Warriors. 
I think if I were to go right now, I'd really want to wear my Serenus Marcellonis jersey. I wore it to the first parade, but I look back at those pictures and I look and I go, old guy in a jersey. <laughs> so, well, you know, I um, I was traveling to Tampa for the 49ers opening game, and I sat on my uh, sat down on the plane and I started looking at everyone coming onto my plane, direct flight San Francisco to Tampa, and I tweeted out, "It's that time of year." guys wearing other guys jerseys because and I didn't even pass judgment I didn't even say this is a terrible look (laughs) oh my god my twitter feed was full of guys defending themselves for wearing jerseys I don't think it's a good look I I know it's a thing but you know it didn't used to be a thing no I mean back in the Montana days there people didn't they wore t-shirts that said 49ers they didn't wear jerseys and there was actually a great t-shirt that said 40 f expletive niners do you remember have, that one i have that t-shirt at home i <laughs> i got one of those off ebay and i have the paul hofer roaring back t-shirt which was one of the first t-shirts but i agree it was like there were there were very few uh you i, I look in the archive we're in the archive right now there are very few in the fan files fans who have any niner gear at all right I mean, if you wearing, look at the catch everyone's wearing a puffy down jacket and a cowboy hat a lot of guys with <laughs> cowboy hats um so, Anne, you're no jersey. I say... I say I say you can wear a jersey when you're a kid. Okay. You and you say. can also buy a jersey to support your favorite player. But that's different than wearing it out in public. Okay. I say it's okay, and I'm 49. I say it's okay for me to wear it to a game, a football jersey, basketball's on the line, and a fantasy football draft. All the guys wearing their jerseys, the fantasy football draft. I wouldn't know fantasy about that. Fo- fantasy football drafts are done ironically anyway, so I think that's fine. Oh, not for a lot of people, they're not. Tony, your thoughts. You really want me to weigh in on this. I'm afraid I'm going to break a lot of listeners' hearts across the board on okay. this. Um, I am going to kind of split the middle, but be a little bit more on Anne's side on this. Um, I think that if you were going to do it, to a game regardless of what age you are you should wear a t-shirt underneath a basketball jersey because like i don't want your hairy pits out at the snack bar quite frankly yeah um however it wouldn't be my first look i'm more of a like tasteful hat with a um sports neutral ensemble shall we say um i think around the house you know absolutely you know it just you know very cute you know a jersey with a great pair of little adidas short shorts and a a headband in a headband, yeah. Yeah, you know, like, I'm really enjoying kind of the aerobics fashion revival that we've been going through in the last couple of years. I think a headband and a jersey and a pair of short shorts, just, you know, to, like, clean the house. John Stockton-style shorts. Yeah, to, yeah. To, really to, tiny ones. Or to wash your car, you know, just in the neighborhood. I think that's the look. But that look should take you no further than the end of your driveway. I think uh, I now agree with Tony. Um that's, but also do you, you know. But so, small children in jerseys, is, that's cute. That's not fine. Even, my 14-year-old, he's got a bunch of hair now, and he wears like a headband and a jersey. He looks good, and he gets good jerseys. He got a Kevin Durant Sonics jersey. I thought that was super cool. Well, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. He I must have a big budget. Teenagers <laughs> are the ultimate fashion icons. They're rebellious. They're young. Their, meta- their metabolism is still good. They can wear anything. So, you know, I say give your kids free reign. Although, you know, not at the snack bar with the jersey with no shirt underneath because I just, ugh. Like, it, I don't want my garlic fries potentially getting your pit hair on them. To, to be clear, um, except I did wear at the parade no shirt underneath. Um, I, <laughs> would not, I would not go to a game and wear a sleeveless jersey with my pits hanging out. I would either have 
the um, t-shirt or I would wear like a jacket over it, you know? I think sports jerseys in general, though, have an interesting fashion history. Jeffrey Bean did famous evening gown versions of football jerseys, and I think basketball jerseys also, that were all embellished with sequins. Tom Ford did the same idea a few decades after that. So there is a little bit of a high fashion connection to the idea of riffing off of sports jerseys. I think if you wear a jersey, you should wear the whole outfit. You should either wear, if it's basketball, <laughs> wear the shorts. If it's football, you should wear the, the, the pants, the leggings. Yeah, you should do the whole thing. Pads. Yeah, pads. I do like the shoulder Helmet. pads. It's very Joan Crawford. <laughs> very Adolfo in the 80s. I mean, I say, you know, if you're going to go all the way that far and wear the whole outfit in, I think you should also have the $47 million a year to back it up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, la- last question. Um, the New Jerseys. Now, I don't think I'm going to put these in my rankings. I'm going to do a ranking from worst to best Warriors jerseys in history. I don't think I'm going to put the New Jerseys in it. The two new ones are the Bay... And then the San Francisco across the chest is really the old jersey. It's like the Wilt Chamberlain style lettering with San Francisco across the chest, except they're putting a rainbow piping around it, which I thought was a nice little nod to pride coming back to San Francisco. Again, they're not going to be in my rankings until I see them out on the court. But what do you guys think of them when you first saw them? The Bay, how would you describe that, Tony? Uh, The Bay is a yellow jersey with a blue piping on it. It's got a little bit of a... Um, manipulated v-neck I'm going to say that that uh, goes pretty close to the classic The City I like the fact that it borrows off of that iconography really heavily Um, I'm going to give it a a thumbs up I need to see them in person though I'm looking at just uh, sketches at the moment yeah yeah, I like the I I mean I like the San Francisco jersey but to be honest the first thing I thought of is like really you could never do an Oakland jersey and you can't wait to start selling those San Francisco yeah. jerseys. But yeah, I like the idea of the piping and um again, we'll have to see what they look like on uh Steph, Clay, Draymond and whoever else is on this team. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to I have some feelings on the rainbow jersey. I like the idea of it. I certainly like the notion that the sports world is getting less toxic towards the LGBTQIA2 question mark community. Um, yes, that's how many letters are currently in and out. Um, I think we may even have some Roman numerals. Um, but I always feel like, oh, yeah, God, like it has to be a rainbow. Like, just, like don't talk down to us. But a little pandering. Uh, but you know what? Like, I, I think Gilbert Baker, who came up with the rainbow flag, would probably think it was pretty cool. I'm gonna give it a, a thumbs up, unless they're executed really badly. The stitching and the piping could be a little bit dreadful up close. I reserve greater judgment on all three of these, though, until I see them in person. Definitely. Well, thank you both for coming on. Very short notice. Uh, I love you both. I'm sorry I hesitated earlier, Tony. I didn't just blurt it out. Um, I just think you guys are great. I think your work is great. And uh, thrilled to be able to... Now you look uncomfortable. (laughs) Are we not expressing our feelings here? We are. Okay. We love you too, we Peter. We love you too, Peter. <laughs> Thank and you for bringing us to your dungeon. <laughs> and Anne, it is a delight to see you when we're not under one of those dreadful deadlines at the, during the finals. With that really bad fl- fluorescent lighting. It's oh, awful in there. And that really bad iceberg lettuce that they put at the food bar. <laughs> Thanks for coming on and talking jerseys. Thanks. Thanks for having us. They're all sideways and I think Aaron's 
You are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Thank you, Tony Bravo and Ann Killian. Our producer today is me, Peter Hartlob. Supervising producer is King Kaufman. Executive producer is Tim O'Rourke. And our editor-in-chief is Audrey Cooper. Music is The Tide Will Rise by the Sunset Shipwrecks off their album Community. Read our columns and subscribe to The Chronicle at www.sfchronicle.com. Chronicle podcasts are on Apple Podcasts and other streaming services. Listen at www.sfchronicle.com slash podcasts with an S.